Welcome back to the Anatomy of a Trading Card podcast. On the last episode, we went in-depth on an interview with Felicity Frontdoor, the sister-in-law of Brian Downing, the catcher whose 1977 baseball card is the subject of this investigative series. That's right, the one you're listening to right now. To fully understand what happened on Picture Day for Tops and for the Chicago White Sox, we cannot yet jump into Downing's story. Instead, our journey takes us to a different part of the Golden State, to a garage in Los Altos. It was there where two tech up-and-comers, one with a proclivity for engineering and the other geared towards marketing, decided that they felt like inventing a little something called the 21st century. That's the way things go with apples. One hits a philosopher on the head, and he invents gravity. The other sounds like a good brand name, with an available domain to a geeky kid, and he invents computers. And domain names. We were just kids, you know? We didn't know what we were doing. People always say that the best tinkering happens in the garage, but we just wanted to have some fun. We didn't care what we made. It just turns out that we made something that people would love, and then kind of hate, and then not really understand, and then hate again, and then love, and then listen to music on. Really, it was the music that saved us. By the way, would you mind acknowledging the Apple II team in this? That's Steve Wozniak, former best friend of Steve Jobs. Together, they made Apple. There's a good chance you wouldn't be hearing this without Woz's efforts. At least, not on the device you're listening to on. Hello in there! Echo! However, the garage that Woz loved to hang out in with his buddies was not the only site of the momentous Apple I invention. It was also the site of a momentous moment in the troubled 1977 Picture Day debacle that Brian Downing would find himself in. After all, some guys play baseball, some guys invent computers, and some guys just keep their heads down and do an honest American day's work. Who's to say which is better? All we know for sure is which is more opulent. Now here's tech genius Steve Wozniak. Is it working? Can you hear me? How do I press record? Oh, I'm actually the one who does that. Oh, okie dokie then. So is this all going to be on the record then? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a podcast, you know, it's going to be recorded and released. Oh, jeez, I didn't know that. That's okay. You can do this, Wazzy. Be just like your hero. Get your head in the game. Wait, is your hero Zac Efron? Yeah, uh, I just love Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Uh, that's, that's great. Uh, so should we just get started then? Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you again for letting me be a part of this. I don't get to be a part of a lot of things like this. And don't worry, I already made my oath. Your oath? Yeah, you know, the, like the whole truth, nothing but the truth, that sort of thing. Okay, Steve Wozniak? Yep. You know this isn't an interrogation, right? Well, you're asking me questions, I thought. But it's more of an interview. Then why are they called interrogative statements and not interviewative statements okay we're just we're just gonna start then would you mind just real quick acknowledging the apple II team i don't think so um but 1977 that was a big year for you right yeah that's actually the year apple II was released okay was uh the apple II came out months after picture day you know the trading card has been out for a long time by that point this is not an apple II podcast but if you could just acknowledge the year began with the incorporation of apple isn't that right yeah january 3rd so you basically graduated from the garage by that point. That's right. 
We did most of our inventing in the garage, but we didn't want one of those classic garage door incidents to destroy all of our work. So we got a great big office that we could work on with our engineers and developers. Speaking of, I'd just like to give a quick shout out. No time was. So what was going on in the garage? Well, as you know, that garage is a super big deal now. I mean, it's in the little Epcot ride and everything. It's like a national landmark. We had to move to a different garage in Los Angeles because of how many people were coming to that first garage. People take selfies in front of it with my iPhone. Well, not my iPhone. I know I didn't invent the iPhone. You did not. But it's still, like, part of my legacy, right? I mean, I'm in that little box in your pocket. I get to go wherever you go, and I'm never excluded. But yeah, you're right. Basically, Steve and I put all our money into offices and hiring a great team to support us. So we were all still hanging out in the L.A. garage. It'd only be a couple of weeks until we had enough money to get our own places. But truth be told, we were both a little nervous. You know, we'd never lived on our own before, and we kind of liked roommates. So in the interim, you know, that little window of time we had between Incorporation and the Apple II, we decided to teach each other out some things, you know? I taught him how to wash dishes. He taught me how to beat a rug with a baseball bat. I taught him how to dust the tops of bookshelves, and he taught me how to replace the soap in the wash basin. I haven't really needed much of the things he's taught me since then, but I heard he was washing dishes up until the end. I was just happy I could help however I could. I like to be useful. Did you know he didn't know how to do laundry? Oh, I was beside myself. I walked, her to- walked over to him like, Steve, that doesn't go there. What doesn't go where? <laughs> he was trying to put detergent in the dryer. Here we were, two of the smartest guys in the world, and we were bickering over how to do laundry. And this was all after Apple was incorporated in January? Yuppers, that's correct. But before the baseball season kicked off. Oh yeah, I'm a big Giants fan. We didn't have great pitching that year, so we didn't do too hot. But we did have Bill Madlock, and that was kind of the bright spot. But I remember it very well, you know. So I know the season hadn't started when I was teaching him laundry. There's actually a funny story about that. Steve didn't know that when you get a haircut, sometimes the little hairs stay on the back of your neck and your shirt and they make you itchy. We had this great barber across the street. He ended up going to prison or something. I think it was for murder or something. I can't really remember. But we had him for a little bit. But he was great. Clean cuts, super inexpensive. Just a good guy, to be honest. Except for the murder. (laughs) But we didn't know about that at the time. And hey, he didn't murder us. So how could that have been bad, right? Sure. Yeah, so Steve came home one day and he was saying he had a big itch on his neck and I told him, Steve, you just got a haircut, you big fuzzy goofball. It wasn't even that much hair. He still had it super long. We were both kind of hippies back then. I listened to some of the Grateful Dead. (laughs) I wouldn't consider myself a deadhead, but I did listen to some of their tunes. I was more into Buffett at the time. That's kind of the kind of guy you can get high and relax to, no pun intended, you know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, anyway, I told him to change his shirt and he said he couldn't and I asked why not. He told me, Waz, it's three in the afternoon, and I said, Okay, silly, well, you're not a vampire, so it won't kill you. But then he looks at me, and he's so sincere, and he says, What about the laundry fairy? I know what you're thinking. What? Steve Jobs believed in fairies? No, he hated fairies. He would always fast-forward the Tinkerbell scenes in Peter Pan. I was fine with it, you know. Tink was that little promiscuous for my liking. But Joanna Hoffman? I remember she used to get so mad about it. Anyway, he hated fairies, but he believed in a laundry fairy, which he said was a fairy who would come and make his clothes clean in the middle of the night. I mean, laundry fairy? Really? Anyway, I gently had to break it to him that that was a lie. I was worried it would be a Santa Claus Part 2 kind of breakdown, but he actually seemed relieved. I think he had a fear of the laundry fairy, a healthy fear, but a fear still. Turns out Steve's parents would wash his clothes in the middle of the night, and they decided to make a game out of it, you know? 
But when Steve lived alone, his parents didn't wash his clothes anymore, so he walked up to his room and opened up the closet, and hundreds of shirts poured out. Button-downs, polos, turtlenecks, cardigans, any shirt you can imagine was in there. So that's how I found out that Steve thought he had wronged the laundry fairy and was buying new clothes instead of cleaning his old ones. He thought if he bought the right shirt, the laundry fairy would come back and make his clothes clean again. He was a stubborn man, but a silly one. I loved him. He loved me too. He told me all the time. So that's when he and I marched right down to the laundry room and I helped him do his first ever load of laundry. I figured we'd do whites last, so I went and strung up some of his whites in the garage to air out while we waited. He tossed his black turtleneck into the washing machine and I hung up the white one in the garage. And then we just sat back and waited. This was all on picture day? Picture day? You better believe it. And by the way, about the Apple II team. Today's episode of Anatomy of a Trading Card was brought to you by Knock Up Wood. Remember, trees cannot get pregnant. Be sure to tune in next time to episode 3, when you'll be able to hear an interview with one of the world's most famous custodians. Or should I say, infamous. Or rather, should I say, infamous. Until then, keep an eye on the batting average column of a baseball card. It's more important than millennials will have you think. Thank you.